It's the Memorial Day sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Sean Del Grand. And we've got over 800 brand new Mazdas with outstanding incentives, like low monthly lease payments and low APR financing. Yep, it's just a great time to buy. So don't miss the Memorial Day sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Financing on approval of credit. We're getting you ready for the game on The Build-Up with news from around the league, interviews, highlights, and more. Here's your host, Ted Ramey. All right, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome as we get ready for this evening's game in Vancouver, taking on the Canucks, the San Jose Sharks. Let's recap right now. 29 wins, 32 losses, 9 overtime losses on the year. 67 points through 70 games played right now. They are sitting at seventh in the wild card and they are uh, a bit behind where Vancouver is. Vancouver has 78 points, so they have an 11 point lead on where the San Jose Sharks are right now. And things are winding down for the San Jose Sharks. And it's a conversation that, you know, I, I don't particularly love having because, you know, I, I was hopeful at the start of the year that this would be the most exciting and compelling part of the year, that this would be the you know, the, the stretch of the season where the Sharks were able to thrive and establish themselves or really fight to the final games of the season as being in that playoff chase. And obviously, uh, that is not the way that things have worked out for one reason or another. And we could go on and on and on and on. But now we're at a period of maximization. And now we're trying to get more and more of a look at younger guys and trying to deal with all the injuries. And there was one bit of news that came out of Bob Bugner's press conference this morning that I found to be particularly distressing. And that was the fact that uh, Kevin LeBanc, he said it's likely that he was going to get shut down for the year. And, you know, I really, I thought we were close to Banker getting back out there on the ice. I thought that, you know, Kevin LeBanc was going to be somebody that we were going to see again before the year was done, that maybe he was going to have that ability to reestablish his game before going into the offseason. So to hear Bugner uh, say this was uh, particularly distressing. Uh, not at this point, but I would probably say he is going to be shut down, I would think, but we haven't made anything official. It's just time's not on the side. And obviously, I was hoping that LeBanc would be able to come back and help the Sharks towards the end of the year, and we'd get more and more of a look at him because Kevin LeBanc is one of those players that I look at with the San Jose Sharks and think to myself, like, yeah, this guy should be part of the future. This guy should be part of what the Sharks are trying to establish. You know, they made a deal with LeBanc a couple years ago, like, Take a little bit less money this year. We will reward you. They have rewarded him financially, but he has not lived up to the contract, in my opinion. And I would hope that this offseason, there is some sort of meeting that they have with LeBanc that is very akin to what they had with Timo Meyer um, and with Eric Carlson after last year, when both those guys disappointed that for the Sharks to take that next step in their evolution, that they need Kevin LeBanc to be that much better of a player. Because I think we all see the opportunity and the potential that LeBanc has. It's just not there on a consistent basis. And, you know, for whatever reason, that's been his reality. He's not been able to live up to his expectations. And I think that that's, you know, that's how it goes for guys in hockey. Whatever reason, they don't play as well as they're capable of playing. But at the same time, I do think that he is capable of being more. And I am hopeful that he is more when the Sharks regather next year for the preseason and training camp and everything else just to get him back up to snuff. Kevin LeBanc hasn't played since December 11th against Dallas. That was his last game. That was a long, long time ago. The games before that, he was minus one, minus one. He did not have any points on December 3rd. He did not have any points on December 2nd. 
And through 21 games played this year, he only had three goals and three assists. And there is simply no way, shape, or form in which that is enough from Kevin LeBanc. I go back to what he was in 2018-2019 when he played 82 games and he had 56 points. That is very much the player we are looking for from Kevin LeBanc. And yes, I understand there was a greater supporting cast around him, but also that was a long time ago. And by the time that he likely gets on the ice next year for the San Jose Sharks at the start of the 2022-23 season, it's even more in the rearview window. It's even more um, something that the Sharks are, you know, it's a totally different team now. And it's on Kevin LeBanc to be that much better of a player. And Kevin LeBanc wasn't the only guy that we got a little bit of an update on today. We also heard about Aiden Hill, and it doesn't sound particularly encouraging that he'll be able to come back before this year comes to a close. I am, but I mean, uh, uh, you know, I, I really don't have an update on that. I, I do know he has not skated yet, so um, he's still doing his, uh, you know, his his medical rehab. And, uh, you know, and, and I think there's some signs of improvement for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, once I see him get back on the ice, I think that'll uh, give us a better idea. So Bugner is hopeful, but again, we are running out of time. And uh, he was asked a little bit more about frustrations for Hill this year. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, he came in. Uh, I thought he played great for us. And I thought that, uh, you know, we were real happy with him early on. Obviously, uh, he went through some ups and downs, um, you know, and then he had a great uh, a great run in the, in the middle of that as well. I remember games, uh, well, we all know Toronto in Toronto at the beginning of the year, Calgary standing on his head. I can name a, a bunch of other games. And then... You know, going through that rehab process and coming back and, and uh, you know, getting a 5 nothing shutout, um, playing really well at home was his last game he's played. And uh, so it shows you that there's uh, some great hockey in him and that, uh, you know, he's a, he's a good young goalie. Uh, and now it's just a matter of staying healthy and you feel bad for a player that's, uh, you know, trying to establish himself as a number one in this league and, and uh, you know, and he's dealing with injuries. And I personally really liked what Aiden Hill looked like this year. If we go over his last 10 starts before he got injured, he gave up four against Vancouver, two against Detroit, two against Buffalo, two against Philadelphia, two against Detroit, two against the Rangers, two against Pittsburgh, three against Seattle, three against Tampa, and then a shutout against LA. And to me, even though the save percentage in some of those games wasn't great, like I know that he only had an 895 against Detroit and he gave up two goals in that game and an 833 against Tampa and gave up three goals in that game. But, you know, to me, if the overwhelming majority of the time he's giving up two-ish and three-ish goals, I don't have a huge problem with that. I know it's not ideal, but for a guy who has played so little in his career, I mean, he's played in 74 games and I think we're barely at 65 of those games that he's played in have been starts. He's still a very, very young inexperienced player, relatively speaking. So I really look on the bright side of Aiden Hill, and obviously there's a bit of a log jam with, you know, the three net miners that the Sharks have right now. But I do think there's a lot of potential with Aiden Hill. Obviously, he's 6'6". He's a huge body. He moves well, and I've seen him have some remarkably good games this year. And I also look at how, um, you know, just relatively inexperienced he is versus what I think he has the potential to be. Obviously, this is the NHL. You got to move fast. People are not very patient. And, you know, when you're hurt, you're certainly not helping them yourself. But, you know, I, I think Aiden Hill has a lot of potential and I hope that he does get a chance to get back this year. But, you know, I didn't sound encouraged by what Bob Bugner had to say. And, you know, like he said, we are out of time or running out of time, I should say. It's not his game 71 of the year. It is April 9th. And as we take a look at the San Jose Sharks schedule, the season ends on the 29th. So there are 
you know, it's 20 days and he's not playing today. So we are running out of time with Aiden Hill, unfortunately. But I do think that people are viewing him um, maybe in too harshly or negatively of a light because I don't think the numbers show his performances have been bad. I think that Aiden Hill, when he's been healthy, has been able to put in some good um, some good performances for the Sharks. Now, of course, we're talking about goalies. That leads us to an update on James Reimer. This one relatively promising, but he is not starting tonight. Uh, no, Capo's going to start tonight, uh, but Reimer's is fine. He would just... Uh... Uh, got dinged up a little bit last game, but, uh, um, you know, talked to him yesterday, came in and felt a little better in the morning. So, yeah, he's good to go if need be. But uh, um, the idea was to start Capo tonight uh, regardless. And conversely, I do want to see more of Capo because I think that James Reimer is a relatively easily quantified substance or entity when we talk about who they are on the San Jose Sharks and what they mean to the team. And we probably need to get more of a look at Kakinen. We need to get more of an idea about his game and see if he can settle in. And, you know, Vancouver is not a world beater, but I would like to see what Kakinen can do against a decent team tonight because you want to be able to evaluate exactly what you have and what you got in that trade. And also, you need to have a lot of film out there if you are going to use him as part of a deal in the summertime. And that, you know, that's going to be one of the challenges for the time being for Joe Will and whoever is the GM next for the San Jose Sharks, but as the interim GM, Joe Will has decisions to make and has things to do when it comes to this goalie situation. Um, a little bit more from Bob on Reimer. Yeah, at the time, Cooch, Cooch actually came back to the bench and was a little bit rattled because he said he did fall on him pretty hard. Um, so Cooch was a little worried about that, but uh, you know, seeing him the next day, um, you know, he knew he was going to be fine. So it's it's good news. Uh, um, we got both guys available. Clearly, that is good news is you don't want Reimer to be overly shaken up after that, um, you know, play the other night. And, I, you know, immediately I couldn't really see what happened, but I thought that, you know, he just kind of got smashed a little bit. And sometimes when you get smashed, especially up top, you worry about how that affects a guy's neck, a guy's shoulders. Um, you know, I didn't know if there was a head injury or what, and it doesn't sound like there was because he is available tonight. But Reimer's, you know, been the defensive MVP of the Sharks this year. We've seen everything that he's been able to do. We've seen all of his, um, you know, just exploits over the past you know, several games and weeks and months. And I think that he's been a huge part of why the Sharks are so much better this year than they were one year ago. I mean, obviously last year in the previous couple of seasons, the Sharks were bleeding goals left and right. And the, the goalie situation was not great. I think I look at what we've been able to see from Reimer and Hill over the course of this year, the, the overwhelming majority. And I think that, you know, Kakinen's had some good showing as well, but you know, you want your guys to have good nights. You want your guys to have the ability to succeed. And you also know that, You've got three right now on this roster, and it's probably not going to be what you enter next season with. And so all these guys are probably playing in some sort of a capacity as wanting to show off everything that they can build to the table, uh, bring to the table. And I'm fine with that. I like the idea of competition, especially when you do not have anything specifically to play for in terms of playoffs, because it's just, you know, that's that's the way this season worked out. But still, you want to keep the level of expectation high. You want all these guys to be playing against each other, trying to establish themselves in terms of that friendlier competition, because it's not like you know nobody's trying to hurt each other in practice or anything like that, but you want everybody to elevate their game to show that they have the reason to be out there on the ice, to show that they have the reason to get more ice time. And I especially look at Kakinen with that um, to be able to get more and more opportunity. So we'll see where this goes. You know, I, I don't, I don't love the fact that we are still you know, dealing with Reimer and injuries, you would hope that overall his narrative would be one of health by now. And obviously this is something separate than what he'd been dealing with earlier. Uh, but this is going to happen next year as well. You're going to have guys who are going to get hurt. You're going to have guys that go down and depth is an important thing. And we've seen the Sharks do not have that depth at forward. They do have it for defensemen. Um, goalie, you know, you've seen Sachenko step up 
And you obviously saw the acquisition of Kakanen because they weren't entirely confident um, in their depth. And so, you know, you're trying to figure out and establish where everything is going into next year. Uh, speaking of forward, you're, you're going to see Radim Shimek out there playing his forward tonight. Well, I tend to uh, maybe use uh, Simmer a little bit on forward. I had that discussion with him to, to this morning, and that's fine. Uh, um, he's ready for that. Um, you know, mix him back on the defense. He hasn't played in a while, so, uh, um, you know, I want to get him back in that lineup. So uh, um, there's also options of other guys if I need. If, uh, you know, we're rolling four lines, we can, uh, you know, throw a, a defenseman up there on wing, and it's been done before, and, and a lot of teams have – you know, done that throughout this season against us. So, um, you know, it's an opportunity for everybody. You love opportunity. And here's Bugner a little bit more about uh, some of the other decisions and changes he's making for tonight. Yeah, so we uh, we put Timo back with Logan and uh, Sasha's going to stay on that line and then Tommy, Barbie, and I'm going to put Rudy back up for no other reason than we're just trying to get some balance on the road for five games, um, you know, not having last change. Uh, Ryan Merkley goes back in. We're going to go Simic. We're going to go 70 tonight. Uh, one less four VL out. So, um, you know, I mentioned to the media that I, I want to get into some kind of rotation so we don't have guys sitting so long and, uh, um, you know, try and spread some ice time out and, and uh, you know, give guys opportunities. And a little bit more on Simmer as a forward. Yeah, Simmer, Simmer plays with energy, and he's a big, strong guy, skates well. So, uh, um, you know, hopefully uh, uh, playing wing, and, and I did at the end of my career as a defenseman, it's uh, you try and simplify things. You try and uh, get pucks deep and get on the forecheck and, uh, you know, spend time and create energy, and that's what you need from that fourth line is some momentum. I think Bob Bugner recognizes that he's got a quality player who hasn't been getting the ice time, and he's trying to figure out where else he can get his time on the ice. So I don't... I don't have a problem with this in the slightest. I think that it's obviously a little bit of a change than what we've seen previously, but you know what? Like he said, that Simmer brings a lot of energy and does a lot of good things out there on the ice. And so I think that if you can use things to, to change up your look and give a, a bit of a wrinkle compared to what you've had before, you know, why not? Why not change things up? The problem with the Sharks as of late is the fact that they have been playing, you know, their opposition toe to toe, but simply have not been able to find the offense. They've been playing good games, but coming up short and, Bugner was talked about his tactics. Now he thinks the team is playing and he gave a, a pretty interesting answer. If you look at the end of the night and you look at the analytics and you look at uh, how we're creating chances and what we're, uh, what we're giving up, uh, we're right there with every team that we're playing. Um, you know, we've talked about it before. It'd be nice to try and find that extra goal you need to, um, you know, to outscore your mistakes a little bit like other teams could do. Um, but, uh, um, you know, when you have guys playing up in your lineup and or you know, young guys are getting opportunities that, uh, you know, for instance, I mean, Sasha playing against, uh, um, you know, Goudreau and Kachuk the other night, that's a, such a valuable, um, valuable opportunity for him to be able to play against one of the best lines in hockey. And he did well, um, you know, so those are things that we try and, you know, keep in mind after the game, um, you know, um, realistic expectations, um, opportunity for these guys. And, uh, you know, and we're, and we're, we're right in these games. And that's what, you know, my message to these guys is, the next 13 games is, is uh, you know, trying to create that standard, our veterans that we talked about, uh, leading by example, and and young guys getting these opportunities. And and on the road, it's uh, it's going to be even more so. You know, uh, uh, guys like Reedy and, and Merkley and, uh, you know, Sasha once again, that, uh, um, you know, they're going to see some situations tonight that, uh, um, you know, that maybe the uh, in a perfect world they wouldn't be in right now, but it's good. It's, it's part of the development. Another interesting question asked to Bugner this morning was about how active he is on his bench. Yeah, that's my personality. I've always been like that. And I think uh, there's a part of it that's a motivation thing. There's a part of it that's, uh, um, you know, um, an intensity, um, you know, that I want my players to have. But also, if you, you see what's going on, especially in the last month and a half or so, um, you'll, you'll see Johnny Madden, you'll see Johnny McLean really working the iPads and and trying to do some corrections in between shifts for guys. Um 
you know, and, and, you know, it goes on in between periods, obviously as well. And, and, but uh, during the game, just, uh, um, you know, real time corrections and, and, you know, teaching as we're, as we're going along, um, you know, and I, I think the guys like that part of it that, uh, you know, the coaches are in it and, and uh, you know, we're, we're, we're in the trenches with them. One of the things that Drew Remenda and I talked about earlier this year was the fact that when the team isn't winning, the coaches are doing everything they can, that they, they are coaching their butts off, trying to come up with the answers and trying to get the, the team back on the winning side of things. And I think that's what we've seen with the San Jose Sharks. I mean, I think Bob Bugner and the entirety of his staff are doing whatever they can as quickly and as hard as they can to get the team, you know, to, to find ways to win. And, you know, you look at these games. They have definitely given themselves the, the opportunity. They just can't score. And, you know, if you have the goaltending, if you have the defense, you're doing two-thirds of what it takes in that capacity. The other thing is offense. And obviously the, the special teams has been there if we want to extrapolate and make this, you know, a bigger picture. But, you know, the defense, the net minding are there. The offense is not there. And a, a couple of weeks ago, the Sharks, when they were playing a little better, the, the overall power play was a better look. They were getting more goals, and that's quieted down again. And, you know, they were able to get a goal the other night, but it's not consistent as it was. And, you know, you just you wait for this team to try and find a little bit of a rhythm. And I would like them to find a little bit of a rhythm before the end of the year just to hammer home some of the things they can do successful. Uh, you know, I, I successfully, I should say, I don't think that you, know, you can really carry over momentum from one year to the next. But I also think that you want to show guys how they can have success within the confines of a system, and what they can do to prove to not just themselves, but the coaching staff that they are a part of the bigger picture of the squad. You know, I look no further than Noah Gregor, a guy who's done a lot of things right this year, but has not been consistent in putting the puck in the back of the net. If he can do that over the course of the you know last 12 games of the year, I, I know I'll be happy. I know he'll be happy. I know Bob Bugner will be happy. Everybody will look at that and think to themselves, yeah, that's a great thing to see that he's been able to find a little bit of a rhythm at the end of the year. You might not be able to find some sort of team success from one year to the to the next, but you might be able to find it with individual players because players do turn corners. Players do have the ability to raise their level of expectation and be that much better than they were previously. It's not easy by any means, but it is something that I think that you know these guys are capable of doing. So it's something that you would hope to see from a Noah Gregor, and it's why we use these games right now as overall assessment for where the Sharks are going in the future. We don't know exactly what they are going to bring, but they're getting their opportunity right now, which is all the more frustrating. Uh, a player like Leonard, we got an update on him. He's not going to be playing tonight. I uh, saw him yesterday at the rink. Um, there's nothing... Uh, um... There's no uh, serious breaks or cracks or anything like that, but he is on crutches and, and uh, you're not putting any weight on his foot yet. So it's going to be a, um, you know, a little bit of a process with him, but I expect him to be back. And while he does expect him to be back before the end of the year, obviously if a guy is not putting any pressure and on crutches right now, that's not a good sign. And, you know, I don't expect Gregor or Leonard to be superstars. And I think that's the important thing that they need to understand as well. They need to be detail oriented players. They need to be guys that can be relied upon on the third and fourth line to do the dirty work and to do the details and to do the small things well in order to give the Sharks depth and balance across all four lines. If they do those things well, then maybe they can take a step forward. Maybe they can get that much better over the course of their career. But I don't think anyone's looking at this, these guys and saying, you need to be a forward. I think they're looking at them and saying, you need to be consistent from one night to the next. And that is something that these guys haven't been able to find yet. They're young players, obviously. They have the opportunity to establish their game more and more as we get into the coming 
um, you know, weeks uh, before the end of the season, but you want to see them, you know, be more consistent, be more reliable entities that you think you can, you know, look at next year and, you know, figure things out. But, you know, there's an old saying in sports is don't judge a team off the first month of the season. Don't judge a team off of last month of the season. And I think that that's something that we should probably keep in mind as we look at what the Sharks do over these last few weeks. But it's still going to be entertaining. I still want the Sharks to finish strong. It's the first of the 12 final games of the year, and it's tonight on the Sharks Audio Network. So join Dan Rusinowski at 6.30 for pregame coverage with Drew Remenda. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off.